Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Hello, hello, lovely people, and welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Holy shit, happy Wednesday. I have a very special guest today, my own flesh and blood who birthed me out of her birth canal 22 fine years ago. <laughs> the one and only Mama J. Yay! <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> She's here. We're having a fun girls day. You know, sometimes we women just have to have a nice day without the the men around. And Sage is out of town. So my mom came over. Just wasn't expecting that birth canal introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I got to keep the people on their toes. We got to, that's part of um, podcasting or journalism, whatever. You got to give them a good line in the beginning to hook them. So now that you're all visualing the birth canal, (laughs) let's talk about astrology. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about astrology. This was my most highly requested topic. All of you wanted to learn more. And my mom has been practicing astrology or studying astrology for like 26 years. Yeah, so she's been practicing astrology for 26 years. And I've gotten into astrology recently more in my adult life. But of course, I grew up hearing about it all the time from my mom. So it's always been like part of my language and lingo I guess. She practices Vedic astrology which is different if you want to talk a little about Vedic astrology because what we what you and I probably know and what you read in the back of the magazine or on CoStar anything like that is western astrology which is a different it's like the newer version of the OG version of astrology and my mom practices Vedic astrology which is the original so. Yeah it's uh system from something like 5,000 years ago from the Vedas from ancient India and uh, the we go by where the planets were and are with the naked eye so in Western astrology things shift and in Vedic astrology we don't do that so sometimes very often people are a different sign Mm. in Vedic and Western and a lot of things in common between the two systems um, one of the the differences uh, is that Vedic is sometimes thought of as a more kind of predictive type of astrology, mm-hmm. really pinning down certain times when things might happen. And Western is maybe a little more counseling 
yeah. counseling based i don't know what do you think that, that makes Rohan? sense yeah that makes sense like vedic is much more predictive yeah so they're definitely two different kind of perspectives of astrology so we're going to try to keep it somewhat straightforward and not super confusing because the lingo is completely different like the words that she uses are hindi or sanskrit so it's like really confusing if you don't know that much about it but I think it'd be really interesting I wanted to have her on for this episode because she's very knowledgeable about it and I I know like a little bit but I definitely wouldn't say I'm an astrologer or anything like I'm just kind of interested in it and I whenever I meet a new person I always look up their chart and I know like I guess maybe the basics but I don't know that that much so I thought it'd be nice to have another person here who's experienced to talk, to talk about it and it's fun because it's my mommy so it's nice to have her on and one thing I can say about using astrology in our family is that when Rohini was 16 I took her to my astrology mm-hmm. teacher with her chart and Sage's chart oh, and yeah. that astrologer talked about how compatible they were <laughs> incredibly compatible and that really went a long way toward assuring me that it was a good match mm-hmm. and I it is totally a great match <laughs> and I agree and that was many years ago so that's a way that I use astrology in in my life and we have used it in our lives yeah definitely and she predicted that I, I was going to get married at like 20 or 21 and at the time Sage and I had only been together maybe six months and I was like um, what? (laughs) So that was pretty crazy. So that is going to be this episode. We're going to be talking all about astrology. I'm so excited. And I know you guys probably are too. So get ready and let's talk about astrology. Okay, so to start off, I think it'd be good to introduce our signs. And again, it's different in Western versus Vedic. So if you don't necessarily resonate with your Western sign, which is what you know, as like if you type in Zodiac for whatever birthday you have, like that's your Western sun sign is what Google will give you. In the back of the magazine, if you look up your horoscope, that's your Western sun sign. But Vedic, you're probably a completely different sign. And oftentimes people might resonate more with that. So yeah, I thought it'd be interesting. So maybe I'll read the Western ones and then you read the Vedic ones. Um, So my mom, Julie, Julie is her name. Um, She's an Aries sun in Western, Libra moon and a Pisces rising. And I'm an Aquarius sun, Sagittarius moon and a Virgo rising. Um, And then do you want to read the Vedic ones? Yeah. And in the Vedic system, I'm an Aquarius rising Virgo moon, and we don't really go by the sign of the sun so much. We look at it, but you don't define it that way. And Rohini is a Virgo rising with the Scorpio moon. <laughs> so in both systems, we we have a connection. Like in the mm-hmm. Vedic system, she has Virgo moon, I have Virgo rising, which means, you know, people are kind of very compatible. It can and doesn't be, Sage have that too? And Sage also has a Virgo moon. So like if you're looking at a couple, if they have that, that means they're well matched, but also you know, like mother-daughter, it means we're in tune. We understand each other. We get along well. Yay. Um, so for Western, it's interesting because my mom really does not seem like an Aries. 
we were just talking about this earlier, like she doesn't really seem like an Aries. I would not have guessed that. She's definitely more of an Aquarius. <laughs> She's a little wacky. <laughs> She's a little <laughs> witchy and out there. Um, yeah. So I would say you're definitely more of an Aquarius, but you are a little bit, you're a little feisty, you're a little fiery sometimes. So I can see that Aries part. But, but what I was saying is, cause she was like, oh, do you think I'm an Aries? And I don't. But then she has a Libra moon and a Pisces rising. And that just seems to kind of like neutralize the crazy, the crazy fiery part of the Aries. Like Libra is an air sign and having an air moon just makes you really like neutral, I guess, or like chill, I think. And then Pisces rising is very watery and like one of my favorite signs. And she, and she cries a lot. <laughs> I cry easily. She cries easily <laughs> and she's very caring and very understanding and very Pisces also. So to me, that makes a lot of sense. But Sage is also a Libra moon in Western. So in that way, you guys are similar. And they they get along well, Sage and my mom. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, so before we get more into that, I think we should break down what those three signs mean, your sun, moon, and rising sign. Because one of the biggest things that people are like, oh, I don't, whenever I look in the back of the magazine, I don't relate to that at all. Like, that could apply to anyone. Literally, that description could apply to anyone. Usually... That means you just haven't like gone deeper in your chart and the three signs, your sun, rising, and moon are, to me, it seems equally as important. All three signs are equally as important and make up your personality. Like it's not just your sun sign, your moon and your rising are just as important. And sometimes I think even more, like, I guess, again, I haven't like been super uh, active, like studying astrology lately. So if there's anyone more experienced than me listening, like if I mess up, feel free to message me and tell me I was wrong. But from my understanding, this your sun sign is like your kind of your ego and just like the basis of your personality. Like, yeah, mostly your ego, though. That's what they say. And then your moon sign is your emotional side, your like tender side. My friend Nadine, who's a great astrologer who I want to have on the podcast soon, she said like your moon sign is um, what you show your partner before you go to bed. So it's like you're very tender, sweet, like open emotional side and then your rising side is what you show to the world and to like to strangers or like to other people your rising signs your first impression so she gave this great example Nadine did we were doing an event and I was like interviewing her basically for this panel and Nadine and I actually have this we basically have a very similar chart we're born on the same day oh yeah we both have the same sun and rising sign. So she was saying like this audience is getting the same energy from both of us because right now we're both showing our Virgo rising sign because we want, we're presenting, we want to be really professional and we want to give this side of our personality and like show it a certain way. So I think that's really interesting. Like if you're at work and you're doing a presentation, that's probably your rising sign. Or if you're meeting someone for the first time, that's your rising sign. Like how people say, like once you really get to know someone, they're so different. Like for some people, your first impression is so different from like who they really are. And that's probably because that means their rising sign and their moon sign are really different. So that's something that I thought was really interesting. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the basis. And I really do think all of them are equally as important. And another thing that I've heard people say is that when you're born, you're your moon sign. And then once the world and like society and everything you learn, like you absorb all that, then you become your ego gets added in and you become your more of your sun sign. And then the goal is to become your rising sign because that's your like highest self. I've heard that, which is really interesting, which is also interesting because in Vedic, your rising sign is your most important sign. 
And Nadine also says, like, she recommends people when they read their horoscope that they should read for their rising sign or for both. If you don't agree with your sun sign, read for your rising sign too. So I would read for Aquarius and Virgo or sometimes just Virgo. And I definitely relate to Virgo sometimes way more than Aquarius. So that was a long spiel, but do you want to talk about, like, what, if there's any differences or what it means for Vedic for the signs? I just wanted to add in at this point, and uh, we're trying not to confuse anyone, but both <laughs> systems are complete in oh, themselves yeah. and work. So mm-hmm. it's not like one is better than the other. They're just different systems. And it just depends, you know, what you resonate with. And the first astrology reading I had was Western. The first couple were. And it was very profound for me. And then I learned about Vedic astrology and that I was a totally different sign and I learned all these other things about myself and reflected in my chart and it made a lot of sense to me. And so after that, I just began studying it and I, I've stayed on that path. But I just want to say that, you know, both systems are complete. You know, they're based on solid information <laughs> where the planets and stars were the moment you were born. Yeah. So it's unique to you and there's a lot of information there to unpack. That's a good point, too, because if someone listening doesn't know anything about astrology, yeah, do you want to talk more about, like, what exactly your birth chart captures, like, the moment you were born kind of thing? Yeah, I guess I would just say that, you know, it's like a snapshot of what the influences were on the earth at the moment you were born. And the rising sign is every couple of hours, like, what was on the horizon. So in that way, it's, it's very specific. Mm -hmm. Like everyone born during a certain month might be the same sun sign, but, you know, on that particular day, where was, where was the sun rising? Um, Which is why it's important to have your actual specific birth time because it can change a lot. So, um, people are always like, well, I don't actually know. I think it was around this time. And I'm like, ask your mom or go find your birth certificate. Like it's important to know the exact time if possible. Because it can really make a difference in your yeah. chart. And if it if you don't know exactly or if it's a little bit off, it still works. And if you're like some people were uh, adopted or something and they don't know exactly, it is possible for a good astrologer to calculate your chart mm-hmm. by asking you questions about different things in your life and when did this happen. And so it can be done. It takes a long time, but um, you can construct a chart without knowing the birth time oh, yeah. if you need That's to. Good point. That's helpful too because I know some people have no way of figuring it out and that probably feels kind of shitty. So yeah, that's a good point. And I think also you can, sometimes you can tell if your rising sign just does not fit you at all, then you might have the wrong time. That's happened with a couple of my friends. They're like, that doesn't really sound like me. And then a couple months later, they'll be like, oh my God, I just found out I was actually born at blah, blah, blah. And then that makes way more sense. Yeah. So I guess that kind of sums it up. Like your sun, moon, and rising are in Western, I guess, equally important. And Vedic doesn't really use your sun sign. And in Vedic, your rising sign is counted as your main sign. So in in Western, I guess your sun sign is kind of counted as your main sign or seen as your main sign, but in Vedic, your rising sign is. And then also there's a whole lot of other signs. I think some people don't know that there's a lot more to your chart besides just maybe these three signs. Like okay. there's a lot more going on besides are, just three. Right. There are a lot of other other planets. Jupiter and Mercury. A lot of people have heard about Mercury retrograde yeah. time, you know, cause, can cause a lot of 
Are we in that right now still? We are, yeah. Oh, geez. Until July 12th. <laughs> <laughs> but communication can get a little wonky or computers break down. Can you share the story about you and dad entering Mercury retrograde? <laughs> what I told you this morning? Yeah, or something like that. It's just funny. Well, I was sharing a, just an example of Mercury retrograde. We had a long conversation about oatmeal. You know, it was totally meaningless, but we were getting in an argument about it. It's like, are you eating the oatmeal? I left it for you. No, you eat it. I left it for you. And we were just totally talking about two different things. And it was completely irrelevant. But during Mercury retrograde, we have the hardest time talking about things and often have misunderstandings yeah you know that we don't normally have you know we don't normally fight about oatmeal oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah jupiter is an important planet they're all important planets you know there's mars mercury jupiter moon sun and the nodes of the moon which are a little different in Western and Vedic. They're called different things. Mm-hmm. And in Vedic astrology, we don't use the outer planets of... Oh, yeah, Nep- we don't use Pluto, right? We don't use Pluto, yeah. Neptune, Uranus. That's so interesting. Because they, in ancient times, they couldn't see those planets with the naked eye. So it wasn't oh. a part of the system. That is so interesting. Because that's like in Western, Pluto is one of the big, like wherever your Pluto is, like, oh boy, that's a big one. But in, that's interesting. Is there a, is there a Chiron in... Oh, interesting. Yeah, and Western Chiron is, is, I think, a good thing to look for in your chart because your Chiron is your personal wound, basically, in your chart. So wherever that is, is kind of like, you could say maybe it's the damage from your childhood. Like, whatever your thing that you have to overcome in your life is your Chiron, kind of. So that's a good thing to look for. And Pluto, too. So Pluto shows where you'll face powers of creation and destruction so like death and rebirth which pretty sure there's been something intense going on with pluto lately in the world (laughs) and so that's kind of explaining what we're going through right now a lot of death and rebirth of like old systems and things um so yeah pluto is just a good a good thing to look for too because you can be like oh this is where i need to work on myself and like overcome this or whatever when you were talking about Vedic, you didn't really explain that it's, like, from India. Oh. <laughs> so maybe you want to talk about that? Okay. Yes, it's from ancient India, like 5,000 years old, um, before written language. So it's a very, very old tradition. And in India, it's, it was always very common, and it still is done a lot today. Before a couple gets married, they look at, compare the two charts to see if they're going to be compatible. Mm-hmm. And in, you know... Many years ago, they would just select for arranged marriages, for arranged marriages, which sounds horrible, you know, and that's not going on as much anymore. But the part that was good is they could actually tell if the people were going to get along or not. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, some one of our family friends was an arranged marriage and they get along pretty great. They've been married for, for a long time. And that's like a basic thing. It's just, are you going to be compatible or not? You can tell. And they've been doing that, like you said, for 5,000 years. So I think that's a pretty good testimony to astrology, if you ask me. There was a couple of questions asking about where to learn more about astrology. And I know everyone likes CoStar. And I like CoStar just only for the reason that it's getting more people into astrology. Overall, I don't think it's that great because it's not very um, in-depth at all. And it's not necessarily that accurate. It's not that it's... In- necessarily inaccurate but it's just not it's like there's a couple sentences for each placement 
and it there's so much more than that and I feel like it just gives people like a very just short version of astrology when it's like so much deeper than that yeah so I like it because it brings like more people into astrology and made it kind of more trendy I guess like if you're really into astrology you should definitely not stop there that should just be like the first step into learning more about it um because sometimes it's not that accurate too like it messed up Sage's chart and a couple of his placements were wrong there so I just would say get it or get your friends on it but then look for other things too so my favorite website for astrology Western astrology, you can just pull up a chart for free. You just make an account and you can have as many people in it as you want. And I literally have, I have my account up right now. I have like at least like, I don't know, like 40 people, maybe 50 people in there just saved. So whenever I'm like last night, I was with my friend Emma and she was talking about something about her chart and I'm like, oh, let me look. And I just pulled it up and all these charts are just saved in like a little database in your account. So that's really nice. Anyway, the website is astro.com for your birth chart, you have to have your birthday, your birth time, like exactly, um, if you know it, your, where you were born, exactly, like what city, because it does the coordinates for that. Yeah, the city and state. City, state, if, if time, date, that'll, that'll do it all, because it's exactly where you were on the earth, looking up where all the planets were at that exact time, in that exact place. It's very exact. And, and if it's a.m. or p.m., you know, it makes a difference. Some people forget to put that in it yeah the astro.com it does like military time yeah most do yeah so that makes it a little easier or harder if you're like me and get confused with yeah. military time and you have to count on your fingers yeah exactly okay. yeah but sage has helped me learn about military time because his phone is always in military time and he would test me he's like what time is it <laughs> and it'll look super confusing if you've never looked at it because it's literally your chart like costar makes it super easy for you to just it just breaks everything down, but this is going to look super confusing at first, but don't be scared. So basically, you have your chart up, and then on the left side in the little box, you'll see like Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, True Note, and Chiron, and then it'll say your Ascendant, and then your MC, I think is your Midhaven, if I'm correct on that. And then that's all your placements. So like we were talking about, you have your sun, moon, and rising, or ascendant. It's the same thing. Ascendant is rising. That's just a little bit. Like, all those other planets are very important in your personality and your, like, life story. So, the tip of the iceberg, I guess, is your big three, I guess they call it. Okay, so I guess a good way to do it, if this is your first time, so you go to the box. And, okay, so your moon sign, you can see the symbol for moon. And then you go over to the right in the big circle and then find the moon symbol whatever house that's in, like whatever triangle that's in has a number correlated to it and type in moon in the whatever house it's in. So mine is in, the, the moon symbol is in the triangle that says three. So I type in moon in the third house in Google and that will give you an explanation of what it means. So basically you can go around your whole chart and find the symbol on the left. It's like a little key you can go around your whole chart and type in like Jupiter in the fifth or whatever. So then you can get a broken down description of all of the placements in your chart. And I it'll take a while, but once you do that, you're going to be like, holy shit, because it's so much more in depth than just your sun sign in the back of the magazine. Like it's so in depth, tells your whole life story basically. And yeah, it's really cool. So that's, so I hope that made sense because it's kind of hard to explain with no visual, but I did make an, a video on my YouTube channel a while ago doing like astrology 101. So I will link that on the Instagram, the podcast Instagram, if you guys want to watch that. But that's just like a good way to get into it if you want to learn more. And yeah, feel free to DM me any questions about that too. If you can't figure out what it means, that's just like a good way to start. 
sorry mom i'm talking a lot um you also have there's different elements going on with your chart like fire air earth and water we all know that like those are all the elements and that to me is like the fastest way if i look at someone's elements i'm like oh i can just see their vibes like a very fiery person when they have all fire signs i'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense like very fiery planets you can you can tell when a person is like heavy in the fire element or for me i have a lot of air in my chart and not a lot of water i have basically no water in my chart so i think that's like a really cool way to figure out kind of your personality some people are very balanced some people are super imbalanced which makes it harder but like for instance if someone has a shit little fire in their chart that's just something they, they realize like oh okay i'm gonna react really quickly and emotionally and get really hot-headed and maybe not think things through like i need to make sure that i step back and like work on that before i get in a fight and like punch down the door or something you know it's just like a nice way to uh check in check on yourself or whatever yeah so that's a little fast breakdown of like a western chart but there's also if you type in any of those placements in youtube like uh mercury in the fifth house or whatever it's gonna pop up giving a video of explanation like there's so much information online so just typing in any of those placements online will give you a lot of information astrology why does anyone bother to look at astrology or look up your chart and the way I feel about that is that the whole point is to help you help Mm -hmm. you understand yourself better Mm -hmm. and that's what it's done for me is to learn more about what are my strengths and weaknesses you know what do I need to focus on more um, to get more balance as Rohini was talking about Mm -hmm. and one thing I really like to do with readings is uh, especially if someone's going through a really hard time it's going to be completely reflected in their chart Mm -hmm. and just have someone tell you you know yeah you're going through a really awful time now but it looks like you know in three months you're going to feel better Mm -hmm. I mean to me that is like the best thing to do (laughs) or someone's really confused about you know what is going on there are times like that in life and Mm -hmm. cycles in in astrology that you'll feel like that you know so that's why i think it's really helpful it can be helpful for people and it can also really confirm things you already know mm-hmm. like i was telling rohini a, a common question i'm getting lately <laughs> is should i break up with my boyfriend <laughs> and you know my first reaction is if you're even asking that question um you know, probably you should. <laughs> you probably already know the answer. You probably already know you just the want answer. Validation yeah. from someone else. Right. So, you know, look inside and, you know, see what you feel the answer is. But if you have someone else confirm it for you, yeah. Uh, or deny it, you know, that gives you more information. So it's all about getting information about yourself to get to know yourself better. Yeah, that's exactly that's like totally how I feel too. And it's just, I think I've talked about it a lot. It, it's just helpful for everyone to know that there's like a grander plan or there's something else out there. Like you're not alone in your life, I guess, which is kind of nice because it can be scary. Like if you're trying to figure out what to study or what job to get or who to date or where to move, like if you just feel like you're on your own, 
then it's like, oh shit, like how do I know if this is the right decision or whatever? But having a, a system like astrology or whatever that is for you, like religion or spirituality, um, it's just another, it's just a way to like reassure yourself, reassure yourself and feel like you're not on your own making these decisions. Um, and yeah, give like validation, like you were saying, mom. And yeah, it just, that's why I really got into it like independently of you is because when I was in New York and I was in college and my friend Mia is very into it too. So we just started learning and I'm like, wow, this is so interesting to learn this about myself. Like this makes sense why I react like this or this makes sense why for me, one of my biggest things was like, oh yeah, no wonder I'm so obsessed with having kids and have been focused on that since I was literally like 11. It's because I have four planets in my house of kids. Like, of course I'm going to be obsessed with it. And so it's just things like that. Yeah, exactly like you said. It helps you get to know yourself better and feel like you're not alone, which I really like. And it's something to kind of... For me, it's very grounding because the planets are always going to be moving and you're, we're all impacted by them, like whether we like it or not. You know, a full moon, there's all these things about more crime and like people going crazy on full moon. One image that I like to think of with all the planets, because the planets are always moving, but it's like when the planets move and connect with the planet in your birth chart, it's like a little light goes off mm -hmm. and you feel the effect of that planet that just moved, you know, and then it goes on for a while and you don't have any planets there and you're not feeling it as much. But it's like the actual movement of the planets triggers certain points in your birth chart as it as it goes around. Do you want to talk about my birthday? Because remember, you were like, oh, shit, you weren't feeling good on your birthday. Do you remember what that was, maybe? Yeah, I can't remember what you had, but I knew you were <laughs> going to be having good. a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> there was some transit, right? That's how you yeah. say it. There's some transit going on in my, that that affected. Can you explain it? <laughs> yeah, no, I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, Something bad. <laughs> that was in January, so that's not that long ago. But uh, feels like a long time ago. Yeah, and it was a Mercury retrograde. That's a common one that you know a lot of people know about. But you had some malefic planet, some planets bring you know like happy times good <laughs> good times and other planets bring work and hard work and some planets even bring you know accidents or health problems things like that and uh you had some malefic planet that was right right on my head right that's on what your you head said. that's how i said it. right but, on my head during my birthday and you're yeah. like damn you weren't feeling too good on your birthday were you and i was like no not really actually <laughs> wasn't feeling so hot. I can't remember specifically what it was. But that's just nice. Like, sometimes we get in these funky moods for no reason. You're like, what the heck? Like, why do I feel so down all of a sudden? And then you're like, oh, shit, there was something, like, on my moon or I don't know. I don't really know. And it just it just helps you feel better or know that it's going to pass, basically. Right. Or to know to kind of lie low or be extra careful you know, like I have a strong Mars, which can be for accidents. So I know if I'm having a, you know, a strong Mars time transit going on, I need to be a little more careful driving or, you know. And cutting just, your fingers. And cutting my fingers. Always cut she my fingers. always <laughs> does that. Wasn't that, didn't that happen one time at Fireseed? You cut your fingers like twice or something yeah, and you had yeah. Mars. Like... But I have Mars in the first house of the body. So I'm very <laughs> prone to cutting myself. All the time. Seriously. Yeah. And she's. And I had two surgeries. She on takes my blood body thinner. So too. when she cuts herself, it's a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But that's from my moon. Oh, <laughs> right. I, I'm a bleeder from my moon. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> and this 
if you don't mind, this kind of segues into something because yeah, once I've I've had my chart read a lot by other people, and they would say all these things, and in the end, I'm like, but but what will I be when I grow up? (laughs) And there's never anything about career in my chart. You you just can't find it. People will spend two hours talking about my chart. There's no career. And the best, I really pressed this one famous astrologer. It's like, what can I do? You know, what would I be good at? He said, maybe you could be a chelation therapist, which is like something with blood, like you run a machine that purifies people's blood. And that was the only job anybody could ever come up with. (laughs) That's actually so funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's because I do have a blood thing in my chart. No, that wasn't right. And while I'm talking about this, also, if you do get a reading, you know, there are great astrologers out there and everybody's doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. And I have gotten readings that have been really wrong from, you know, famous astrologers who've written books and who teach classes. So if you get a reading, take it for what it's worth, you know, use what's useful to you, but don't like plan your whole life around what the astrologer tells you. Wow. I feel like we're so, or must be related because I literally said the exact same thing last week talking about manifestation and like learning from teachers, like use what's useful and leave what's not like that's, well, we must be related. For instance, a famous astrologer (laughs) told me I would never have children. (laughs) And here I am. And here she is. And I went back to him and I'm like, well, what well, about this? Here's the baby. <laughs> and and he said, but there's always a grace of God. So oh, there's yeah. you're not limited to what's in your chart because there's also grace. So yeah, that's a point I wanted to make too. It's, you can always change the course of like your life, you know? Your house of careers is like filled with certain planets. Like it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to have, like you can always, you still have control of your life. You have free will. Yeah, you have free will. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That chelation thing is really funny. I know. Only job any any astrologers ever come up with for me is running a, a blood machine. Oh my god, that's so funny. What is it? Is maybe this is too hard to ask you, but for my chart, like what what for me is a good career option? Well, Rohini's chart is very strong in communication. Surprise, All kinds surprise. of communication. Social media is there. All Written, communication. Speaking. Yeah, writing, speaking. Mm-hmm. It's very strong. Which who would have thought? Well. And maybe you could talk about my Venus, too. So uh, that kind of makes sense, like merges it all together. Yeah. In the Vedic system, she's running. you run different planetary cycles. And the cycle that she's running now is Venus, which is a long, beautiful 20-year cycle. But she's just started it, so she's running Venus, Venus. Hell yeah. And when I went into her bathroom and I saw all the bottles of perfume on the gold tray, I said, Venus, Venus. That's yeah. a perfect example. My bathroom is literally the most Venus Venusian room you could ever like there's a huge gold mirror that's like really detailed and uh imported bathtub swan gold swan and like a cherub in the the sink and marble countertops and I have perfume and jewelry everywhere and like it's just so what are some like basic characteristics of Venus I guess like you were saying it has to do with you know, sweets and jewelry and gemstones. The finer and, things in life. Yeah, right? and it's very feminine. It's a feminine planet. So luxurious things, fine dining, fine clothing, <laughs> fine jewelry. Fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> wanting all of that. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm in a 20-year cycle of that, which is so lit. And my friend Kristen, who's one of my best friends, and she was just visiting, and we went 
to Austin together, which is a terrible idea for us to travel alone together because we're both in a Venus Venus cycle. So basically, we spent so much money on the finer things in life on that trip. We ate out. We got the best cocktails and the best drinks, and we were ordering everything on the menu. And we bought jewelry and perfume and literally everything that's like the characteristics of Venus. We just were going crazy and that's also why we get along so well like she's an interior designer like you know we just have all these same characteristics but it's just so funny and now it's kind of a thing my mom and I say like Venus Venus baby whenever I'm like (laughs) gifted a new perfume or something it's like Venus Venus baby so that's just a fun little fun little tidbit So I had you guys comment some questions on the podcast Instagram, which you really should be following. It's Acting My Age Podcast, all one word, because that's where I talk to you guys about the podcast episodes. So if you want to like submit a question, you just have to be following me there so you can make sure you see everything in time and get in on the episodes. So there's a lot of cute questions, really great questions. Someone actually just said, hi, Heaney and Heaney's mom. <laughs> it's literally so fucking cute. I love everybody. There was a lot of really good questions, but I was I tried to pick the ones that were like the most general so people more people can learn from them because obviously astrology is very personal. You could never do enough podcast episodes if you were going through everyone's chart talking about it. So my friend Nadine Jane, she's a big astrologer on Instagram. You probably know her. Nadine Jane Astrology is her Instagram. She has a podcast called What Time Was I Born? You can listen to it anywhere the podcasts are on. And she... Each episode is one person's chart. So she goes through and has this person. She basically gives a reading over the podcast. And it's really interesting. And she chooses really interesting people, very different charts. So that is really cool. So I definitely would recommend listening to that. So anyway, let's answer some questions. How can you apply things you learned from horoscopes or readings to your life? And should you be doing that? I think we touched on that a little bit. And I think it can be helpful, especially to learn maybe what skills you have or like we were talking about before, confirming Mm -hmm. skills that you have or interests that you have, because maybe you feel like growing up, you know, your parents always wanted you to be a doctor or something. But what your chart shows is that you just love animals, (laughs) you know, and maybe you would rather go into study to be a veterinarian than to be a physician, you know, (laughs) so it just can help kind of confirm things like that for you or as we said before if you're going through a challenging time Mm -hmm. to know that that's perfectly understandable and that it's it's temporary yeah it's it's gonna gonna end I think it's helpful to know like what your strengths are you know in terms of work or you know if you'd be better working self-employed or better you know working with people or in leadership role things like that I think also like the more you get into it, the easier it will be to apply what you've learned into your life. Also, like, I will always refer back to my chart or where the planets are right now. If it's, again, if I'm going through a tough time, like, I always go to astrology to try to figure out what's going on. So I think the more you get into it, the easier and the more natural it will seem to just, like, kind of refer back to it in your everyday life. And who you meet, too. Like, all your best friends or the people you're around most, you can look at their charts and you're like oh my god that makes so much sense why we get along so well in these ways and maybe we butt heads in this area or like oh I just noticed I don't have any friends that are this sign or oh I don't really have friends that are fiery but I have a lot of air sign friends or whatever and an example of that was a a chart that I just did where it showed 
that the woman has friends, doesn't have a lot of close friends, maybe knows a lot of people, but the friends that she does have are for life. You know, so that might be helpful to know. It's like if you're thinking, oh, gosh, I don't have very many friends. But friends that you do have, you're really committed to each other. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't have to have a lot of friends. Yeah. That was just one example. So this is one that I think is kind of, I mean, I thought it was funny. Okay, anyway, the question is, do cusps actually exist? What does it mean if someone is born on the edge of two signs? And I read this question out to my mom earlier, and she's like, what's a cusp? <laughs> she has never even heard of it. What the cusp? What the cusp? <laughs> what the cusp? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that gives you a good insight. Like that does not even apply or is a thing in Vedic, I guess. And from what I've heard from Nadine and from other very knowledgeable astrologers is that cusps are not a thing. And it makes a lot of sense to me that they're not a thing because like when you're born, how Nadine describes it is you're a baby. Like the moment you come out of the womb, you're looking up at the the universe or the galaxy and the second you are born the planets that are looking down at you right when you're born and all those placements that's your chart so like it doesn't matter if you the day before you would have been a different sign like it it's it didn't happen that way like you were born at a certain time on a certain day for a reason and that's your chart like there's no there's no getting around it basically like that is just what it is and it doesn't matter if you're a few days behind another sign or a few days ahead like it's just that's not your sign if you were going to be that other sign you would have been born during that other sign and I think for me the reason why people like cusps or the concept of being a cusp sign so much is because they don't resonate with their sun sign. Like they never would have really looked into it. I just would recommend looking at the rest of your chart because maybe like my mom doesn't really resonate with being an Aries, but some of the other characteristics like her moon sign and her rising sign kind of make a lot of sense in Western. So just look at the rest of your chart before you get into the whole cuspy thing because I just I just don't think if you were going to be a different sign you would have been a different sign. Does that make sense? So you are what you are <laughs> even though maybe you don't love it. And another thing Nadine says is that the parts of your chart that you don't like are the things that you have to work on in yourself. So if you're like, oh, I hate that I'm this or I hate that I'm this, like that's something deep down that maybe you have to work through. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it's a big topic about what we come into this life with and what the lessons are during the life, but I won't get into all that right <laughs> That's now. a whole nother episode. <laughs> but you could, if you look into it, then you can be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm this sign. And then someone will say, oh, I didn't realize that or you don't seem like that at all but then you're like oh well actually my moon and rising sign or my moon sign is this which makes way more sense or whatever so you'll just have more knowledge to learn about the rest of your your chart that maybe fits your personality more this next question why don't i resonate with my sign i feel like it doesn't represent me at all that's very similar to what you were yeah, just saying basically the same thing that maybe that's just a simplistic view of your sign and to look a little farther you know, look at your moon. Other things might resonate more. People who don't really believe in astrology or don't feel like they're their sign it's that I've met often have just looked in the back of the magazine. And that's super general. Like, it's a person trying to write for literally hundreds of thousands of people. Like, how can they possibly, you know, it has to be super general. So look deeper in your chart, figure out your rising sign, figure out your other signs, and then you probably will resonate with it more. Um, and also you can grow into your signs too, right? That's kind of a thing. Like maybe later in life, you'll resonate more with one sign, your rising sign, or maybe you'll resonate with more with your moon sign. And there's 
so much more complexity to it also there are all the planets you know like mm-hmm. maybe you have one planet in your next yeah. to your sun maybe you have three planets next to that's your sun point. maybe you don't have any planets you know that all that's a good part point. of the that's a really good point actually like if you're mm-hmm. if your sun sign is an air sign and you don't have any other planets that are air signs you have all fire like, yeah, you're probably not going to resonate with being an air sign because the rest of your chart is all fiery. So, like, that doesn't feel like you at all. So, that's a really good point. Because I, I have four planets in Aquarius and my sun sign's Aquarius. So, I definitely can, like, resonate with that air sign energy. So, this person said, best resources for gaining more knowledge about your chart. Also, how do you explain astrology to your religious family without sounding like a witch and scaring them? Um, we, I kind of talked about resources already, but I, again, in my video on my YouTube channel from a while ago, I linked a couple books that would be good. Yeah, but YouTube is a great source. Do you listen to any Western astrologers? No. No? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. And, you know, how to talk about it without sounding scary and sounding like a witch. My mom often gets confused as a witch, <laughs> so she's a great person to talk to about this. I mean, I would just, you know, know your audience, you yeah. know, if you've got some you know, super conservative relatives, don't talk with them about astrology because, you know, it's probably going to upset them. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's simple. Yeah. yeah like there's no re cause it, for me, at least like when you, if you really like astrology and it's special to you, and then if you try to explain it to people who just aren't really willing or open to learning about it, they're just going to make you feel bad about it. And that's not fun for anybody. So and it's, it's an ancient art and science and, you ancient, know, ancient. and it has nothing to do with witchcraft <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. any other weird things that uh, people have put on it, you know, yeah. or, you know, people who don't understand it, attribute to it. it. It's not that way. Yeah. It's just, it's just like energies, basically, if you could yeah. break it down to that, like each planet has an energy to it and characteristics to it and where that is where that was in the sky when you were born those different energies will impact your personality differently like it's not like it's not like a woo woo spiritual thing like it just is a fact that the planets were in these certain spots when you were born like it's just a fact (laughs) yeah whether you want to look at it or not yeah it it happened whether you want to talk about it or not (laughs) and also the people I saw something, it was like, if you don't believe in astrology, I can look at your chart and tell you why. (laughs) I saw something like that. So people that are really against it, you could probably see in their chart that they're not, they're not down. And sometimes it can be just a little scary to people Mm because it's something unknown. Like I knew a woman who was pretty psychic and, but it kind of scared her. Like when she was younger and she'd have some insight about something, she didn't know how to handle it. So she just turned it off, Mm -hmm. you know? And so sometimes that happens too. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, next question. Hi, Heen. Can astrological charts, like a birth chart, change over time as you grow and develop as human beings? I always wondered this because reading seems so concrete, and I wanted to know if this is something that can be fluid and shift throughout your life. Yeah, um, definitely. The, you know, the chart you're born with is the chart, as Rohini was talking about, but it can, it can represent the early part of your life. Uh, I'm trying not to get too complicated here. <laughs> But in Vedic astrology, there's the birth chart, which is the tree, and then a sub-chart, which is the fruit of the tree. So later in life, that can be more applicable. And certain planets and certain signs can grow over time. I mean, their influence gets stronger over time. So in that way, it can grow. And I'll give one example of something from Vedic astrology is about Mars and in a position where it looks like 
it would be, you know, not good for marriage that like 50% of the people have. <laughs> but what it also says is after age 28, oh, yeah. then it doesn't count anymore. So <laughs> if you got married really young and you had that, you might have some problems. But if you're 30 and you have that, it doesn't apply anymore. So in that way, your chart can change. The impact of your chart can change over time. Yeah, that just reminded me of Saturn return, too, because yeah. one happens when you're 29 or 28 yeah. and one happens when you're 59, 60, yeah. 60, which is yeah. what ha just happened to my mom or what she's like happening right now. I just gave up your age. Ooh. <laughs> she looks like she's 45. She's got glowing skin. Let me That's tell why you. I like the podcast because there's no no visual. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Stop it. That's a good thing. Nadine says that, too, about or just a general rule of thumb is you're not supposed to get married before your Saturn return, but oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's different in everyone's chart. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot different. of people are afraid of Saturn, like, ooh, big bad planet. But for some people, that's one of their best planets. Like you. Like me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> for some people. <laughs> for you, it's your, one of your best ones. Well, that's true. Like, that's the thing. Like, not all bad planets will be bad for everyone. Right. That's the point I was trying to yeah. make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Saturn usually, like, what does Nadine say? She just has really nice, like, quick things to break down all the, like, signs. Yeah. Like, Jupiter's Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> oh, I like and that. And Saturn is... Um, you have to work for your car. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the big bad boss or, then, like, the dad or something, like, telling you you have to do your homework before you eat cookies or whatever. Right, right. The responsibility. It's like, okay, you have to get the insurance for the car and you have to make the car payments. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jupiter and Sage is Saturn. <laughs> Sage is like, you have to do all this work before you go on a vacation. I'm like, you get a vacation. You get a vacation. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to add, but that's often where the lessons come from is those mm. challenging times. You know, the great thing about Saturn is it teaches us the lessons we need to progress in life. So, you know, people fear it. It's like, oh, no, I'm in my Saturn. or But it helps you grow. Again, when you go to your chart, you'll see where Saturn is. On the left, you'll be able to tell which sign is Saturn. You can find which house it is, and then you can look it up, and that'll tell you about it. My Saturn in Western is in the seventh house of relationships, mm. which is funny. So, like, I guess how I interpret that is, like... It is in Vedic, too. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that's, like, I will learn a lot through my relationship. Sometimes it means you marry someone who's older. Mm -hmm. uh, or you marry... By two years. <laughs> or you marry later in life. It can mean a lot of different things. Or you marry someone who's very responsible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, your chart does shift throughout your life. But like when you look up your birth chart, no matter how old you are, it's always going to look the same. But you can look at like progressive charts. I don't know the right word in Western, but you can you can look up charts to see like where your planets are right now. Because where your planets are right now is not the same as where they were when you were born. Okay. Um, hey, I love the podcast. I'm so interested in astrology, but me and my boyfriend signs are not very compatible yet. Yet me and him seem very compatible. This has really confused me and somewhat held me back from learning more. Do you have any thoughts on if that matters or not? Love you so much. Love you too. Well, I would just say that, you know, it may be a superficial understanding of the signs. Mm. If all you're looking at are the two signs and you read somewhere like, oh, that doesn't work. You know, cancer doesn't work with uh Scorpio or something like that I wouldn't go by that because obviously that's not your experience so there's a lot more to it than that mm -hmm. like maybe your Venus signs are extremely compatible which is like love <laughs> so that would make sense or like maybe your planets in the seventh house are similar or something like or maybe they correspond like what you were talking about too about rising and moon and yeah there's way more things. to it so just yeah obviously if you guys are compatible like you guys are compatible 
you don't need astrology to like like don't let astrology convince you otherwise but also get get in your get in your chart and figure out more of it just I have a funny astrology story while she's looking up the next question <laughs> and that is when I got married to Rohini's dad I was studying astrology and I asked my astrology teacher to pick the perfect moment for a wedding which <laughs> Vedic astrology that's fairly common in India it's done regularly and so she said a Wednesday morning at nine o'clock <laughs> and so we made all our friends and family take off work drive early morning for this wedding and we had a great ceremony and a great wedding and then two or three years later my friend told me oh I didn't really calculate that correctly <laughs> so, so we didn't get married on a Saturday night like most Everyone people else. do we made everybody come on a Wednesday morning at nine o'clock for no apparent reason that's so funny I love that story and it was a great wedding so that's funny though she didn't want to tell me <laughs> she's like oh shit they already booked the wedding venue it's too late now someone said hi heen so in the last episode you were saying you had your chart read and got a little insight on your past life this is something i'm really interested in and i was wondering if those are the type of chart readings your mom does and how much does she charge um could you point me in the right direction thanks when i was probably three my mom was doing my hair and i said to her do you remember when i was the mom and you were the little girl and i would brush your hair I don't remember it, but my mom talks about it all the time, and I love to learn about it. So I think that's so cool because you want to talk about me? <laughs> well, it reminded Rohini and I of a story. We were, like, in Target or somewhere, and she was sitting in the shop was I? shopping cart, maybe two or three, maybe three. And we went by, even as a baby, she was interested in dresses and clothes. <laughs> She's like, oh, would you get that dress for my, my mama, Gita? And I'm like, who's that? But she was totally remembering her mother from a past life. And she wanted to buy this particular outfit to give her. And then right after that, you know, it's like she forgot. The door closed. She had a little window opening where she remembered her mother from a past life and remembered her name. And she wanted to get this for her because she thought she would like it. And then she got a little older and, you know, kids kind of closed down some of that. Yeah. But so it was very similar to the story that... Yeah, she shared because that's like it's kind of a common thing that young kids like three years old will just talk about their old li their past lives. But then like it says in astrology that your ego and society and all these things you learn kind of makes that closes it off for you. So I think that's really interesting. And I totally believe in past lives um, and astrology talks about them and shows kind of what happened in your past life and what you have to learn in this life related to your past life. Yeah, that's great. And I'm really glad that woman's mother was open to it and didn't yeah like tell her she was crazy or something yeah exactly because that makes a huge difference like if your mom's like you're talking crazy what do you what do you mean so do you want to talk about how that shows up in your chart your past life that's kind of a lot to get into i think but what you said is that you can get some indications about you know the lessons that you have come into this life to learn mm -hmm. you know like what you came in with and where where you're going one like quick way i guess to learn about it is looking at your south node in your chart, which shows up as your true node when you're looking on the like in the key. And wherever that is tells you a story about your past life. So whatever house that's in, and mine's in my 12th house. So I think that's like having to do with me being really spiritual in a past life. But then this life, I don't really want to do it because I was so spiritual in a past life. So I came to this world being a little bit embarrassed of being so spiritual, <laughs> which completely makes sense. But it's like I have to kind of get back to that if I'm gonna like reach my fullest potential in life basically.
I don't know. It's kind of a little bit hard to explain in just a podcast episode, but if you go literally, if you Google how to look at your past life in your chart or what influences your past life in your chart, like it'll, there's a lot of information, a lot of great YouTube videos. And if you get a chart reading from basically anyone, they will talk about it. And you can even ask, like, I want to know more about my past life. So you can, yeah, you can ask about that. Well, that's the thing. Like we've, I, I know we haven't really been talking about Vedic that much specifically because it's literally so confusing. If we talked about it, you would just be like, what the fuck? Like it's, it's so confusing because the terms again are in another language and it's a completely different chart. Like a Western chart is circular and a Vedic chart's square. When I look at a, a Vedic chart, I have no, literally zero idea what's going on. Like could not read it. Don't understand anything about it. It's just so different. And like for some, if you're just getting into it, it's like just, it'd be just really confusing. <laughs> and Western is so much easier to learn online. Would you agree with that? Probably, yeah. And it, Or it's like more accessible. In the same way, you know, YouTube, there's so much on there if you... If you want to know more about Vedic astrology and you just do a search for that, you'll see videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my friend Mia has been really into Western astrology and then she wanted to get more into Vedic like after hearing about my mom. And so she's gotten more into that and she really resonates with a lot of her Vedic chart too. And she's been kind of independently learning about it. So, And tell, tell them what Mia did when she saw my chart for the first time. <laughs> she screamed. We both <laughs> screamed. We were like doing a little astrology night at her house. We had the candles burning and stuff and we pulled up my mom's chart. We both were like, oh my God, <laughs> she has one of the like freakiest charts you will ever see. But it's, can I say like, when I looked at that, I realized like, holy shit, if my mom like wasn't so spiritual, like she would probably have a very like bad life. It's true. And she would be, she'd have a lot of accidents and a lot of terrible things happen to her. And like, I really feel like her spirituality like saved her, honestly, because her chart is extremely scary. Like it's like danger at every corner. I just want to say I totally agree with that, that assessment. You know, my spiritual path has saved me. So I'm very grateful. And I also think it's so cool that Rohini has developed an interest in astrology and other things. All the things that were really embarrassing to her growing up, <laughs> like we were vegetarian, <laughs> we meditated, I did astrology, I did tarot, tarot cards. <laughs> and it was quite unusual because for her high school graduation party, we hired a tarot reader. You know, that doesn't happen just every day. No, it does <laughs> so. not. So a lot of her friends thought it was weird and didn't come to the party. But now... Now look at them. <laughs> now they're all wanting to know. Now look at her. But now it is totally true. And I've talked about that a little bit. Like all the things I was embarrassed about, I'm now super into. And it's just, again, like realizing that what everyone else thinks doesn't really matter. <laughs> and it's like what you're naturally interested and drawn to. And I'm definitely drawn to all this stuff. Make makes sense because I grew up around it, but I am very interested in it. And it was fun to like learn about astrology on my own too. Yeah. And it's different than what you know. So it's right. just cool. But then we definitely like bond over it. And she'll text me when like a planet's in retrograde or there's something happening and I'll be like, oh shit. And I'll tell Sage and we'll batten down the <laughs> hatches or whatever. And I'll, it's so funny because I'm like, Mercury's going in retrograde in a week. And he's like, oh, again. <laughs> I get so upset. He's like, great. We have a meeting scheduled that day. <laughs> and he says he doesn't believe in astrology. No, he doesn't say that. He definitely believes in it. He just doesn't care to look it up himself. But okay. when I tell him, he's like, yeah. I mean, he grew up with it too. So That's I'm true. Very into it. A few questions that we got was uh, recommending books about astrology. And I just went back to my old video. Um, the only astrology book you'll ever need was one that uh, I found when I was researching like how, where to learn about astrology. It's by Joanna Martine 
Woolfolk, and Nadine also recommends this one. It's like 15 bucks, I think, and it just is a great introduction. I honestly think just researching online, listening to videos, there are some great teachers on YouTube, and like, I will say, although like the trendy, beautiful stuff is cool, a lot of times the really knowledgeable astrologers will have really shitty quality videos, but you just have to hang in there and listen to the information because it's not going to be like trendy or aesthetically pleasing, but you'll probably learn a lot from them. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Yeah. Super low quality webcam sometimes, but like, although there are a lot more astrologers coming out nowadays, people are learning about it. Like the OGs who've been practicing it for 40, 50 years, you know, they're, they're pretty old, so... And I asked my mom if there was any Vedic ones, but she was thinking it might be too complicated because it's, like, not super straightforward. Yeah, but just YouTube if you... That'd be a way to get a feel for it. And there is a... Like, you can generate your Vedic chart online. If you type in Vedic astrology chart generator and put in your birth info, it'll still pop up. I can hear your heart (laughs) through the microphone. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We love a mechanical heart. (laughs) So... Oh, okay. This is just a general question, I guess. What do you think about two of the same signs dating? Well, again, I, you know, I think you need to learn a a lot more about it. You can't just go by the the sign. By the one thing. But I think that having in in the same element, I think helps a lot. Or at least like you said, having like your rising sign connected to their moon sign or something like that. Having some kind, like you need some kind of connection somewhere in the charter. It's not really going to you know, work out. But I just find I get along very easily with my same element. Same, same things in my big three. I get along with those people like so naturally, like Sage is a Gemini, which is an air sign. I'm an Aquarius, which is an air sign. Sage and I both have the same rising sign. Sage's moon sign is an air sign, which connects to my sun sign. I have a lot of Aquarius friends. I have a lot of Gemini friends. I have a lot of Libra friends that are all air signs. So I feel like within your same element, it's just like a vibe thing. You just kind of feel like you guys are in the same vibe. <laughs> like it just flows a lot more naturally, I find. Um, but that's that's not to say that like an, one of my best friends, Catherine, is a water sign. She's a cancer. And my other best friend, Grace, is a Pisces, which is a water sign. So that oh, that's another thing actually that'd be interesting to talk about is like what you're, what you're lacking in your chart element-wise, you should seek out in friends. That's what Nadine says too. Like for me, I have basically no water in my chart whatsoever and having two best friends that are water signs and extremely emotional and extremely tapped into their emotions helps me become tapped into my emotions because I literally always turn to Catherine or Grace, which are both water signs, whenever I need help figuring out how I'm feeling or if I'm upset, I call one of them and they literally explain what I'm feeling to me because I don't understand it, but they break it down. I'm like, yes, exactly. That's how I'm feeling. So that is super helpful. So you might find that your best friends are opposite of you in that way. Or you'll look at your chart and be like, oh, dang, I have no earth in my chart, but my boyfriend is a Taurus or whatever. And that helps you connect with what you're missing, basically, which again, helps you round out yourself, which is the goal, basically, to be balanced. So would you agree with that? Yeah. More to, add. More to add. So, also, Sage has no water in his chart either. So, sometimes we're a mess. We're just like freaking up there in space and air signs and need someone to bring us back down. So, yeah, that's a cool thing to look at. Like, what you're lacking element wise is nice to find. And I just need uh, my husband to plant the garden because I don't have any earth. <laughs> I appreciate Does it. Does he have earth though? 
Maybe he must. He must. Let's he, hope. Does, he does weeding. <laughs> it would never occur to me to do weeding. <laughs> That's funny. Well, maybe we will end this out. I feel like we could keep talking about this for hours and hours and hours, but um, I had a lot of fun. I did too. Thanks thank- for coming on, Mom. Yeah, thank you all for listening. It was yeah, great. Yeah, thank you for listening. It's so fun to have my mom on here. I'm looking forward to looking back and listening to this podcast again. My mom and I are very close, as I've talked about, and it's just fun to talk about this with her. It's a nice little bonding thing that we have, and she's very knowledgeable, um, <laughs> even though she doesn't think she is sometimes. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know we probably didn't answer all of your questions, but again, it is such a broad topic that you can spend your entire life studying and you still won't even go past the first little bit of it. It's never-ending. True, true. I would say that too, that there's always more to learn. Yeah, I mean, you've been studying it for 25 years and you, you know... Yeah, I have a lot to learn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I just encourage anyone who is interested to look more into it, get, get the book, look up your full birth chart, learn more about that and start looking at your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your parents and just learning about all of that because it gets so interesting. It's like when you first really get into it, I remember I was just like, oh my God. And I asked everyone, I literally texted everyone in my contacts, like, what's your birth time? Where were you born? So I could look at their charts because it's so fun and interesting. So yeah, I will probably do another, I will definitely do another astrology episode. I want to have Nadine on. I'll probably have my mom on again. It's a topic that I really like and I'll keep talking about. So don't worry if we didn't answer your questions. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And if you did like this podcast episode, make sure to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Leave a review and a rating. Um, Don't forget to follow the Instagram, Acting My Age Podcast, so you can submit questions for our future episodes and stay in the loop. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. See you next time.